Welcome to Queen Flow, the podcast. This is your host, Jocelyn Kelly Reed. On this show, you can expect to learn about calling in big money, the feminine way, business, spirituality, witchy stuff, and everything else you need to know about being a turned on woman of wealth. It's fun. It's fiery. It's unfiltered. Hey, gorgeous. Welcome back to the show. I'm pretty obsessed with today's episode. So I brought my friend and peer, Jessie Williams, onto the show. She is a seven-figure business mentor to talk about all the things, like literally just business, mindset, how we think about things, how we move, our viewpoints on mentorship, our experiences with investing in ourselves. Like it's just a full like behind the scenes that is so cool that you even get to like have access to this on a podcast. And I just had the best time speaking with her. Like we have such similar belief systems. We have had very similar journeys. We actually share the same mentor. And I've just always thought she was such a vibe and we're doing a super fun podcast swap. Um, So you will be able to hear me on her show as well, chatting about different topics than we chatted about on mine. And I was like, this feels like you're almost like behind the scenes in a mastermind with both of us. And it's just, it's just the tits. So I know you're going to love this one. Like literally it's the type where it's like, break out your, your pen and paper. You may want to take some notes. Like it's really good. And I feel like the show is also, or this episode is a perfect segue to, remind you that scale the two-day masterclass is coming up this thursday the 27th and the 28th of july even if you buy it after obviously you will get access to the replays scale is all about building your business and building your human to be the one who's actually creating the legacy on purpose so i will be giving you kind of like the look back and then present time and the look forward in terms of like what i've really done to scale my business to where it is now at each of the different phases and to have this level of ease. And then also what I'm focused on now for going forward, that's going to support me one in arriving to the next level. And then two, actually having it with ease because I'm not available for, and you'll hear Jesse and I chat about this. Like, you know, that a bigger business means that I'm doing more and more and more and more and more. Like if that's what's happening, we're never going to get there when actually a bigger business in a lot of ways should be requiring you to do less, 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 less while the business is like still growing. And that's actually very much been my experience in, you know, growing, you know, to a multiple seven figure business since 2020 and maintaining my hundred K cash months or like very close to since My first one was like August of 2022. So for nearly a year now, which is so cool. And I just look at all of it, like doubling my revenue last year um, to having a 900K cash year. And then this year we're up 46% over last year, which is really fucking cool. And I'm doing less, like it's all just amazing. And I feel like a lot of people find themselves burning out or just getting like kind of overwhelmed at the level they're at. And then they're like, how am I supposed to do more? Right. And like, how is this supposed to work when really we want the vibe to be Jesse and I talk about this as well, where it's like quantum leap, find ease at the level and then leap again. Like literally I'll get to the ease at the level where it's practically like, okay, before we slip into complacency, let's zoom, zoom to the next level and then find ease at that level and then keep going. So there's going to be so much about what it looks like to actually build this sustainable business where you actually feel free at the different levels um, to which I've had them to date. And then I'll be having the same conversation with you on scaling your human because business only gets as big as we are. I mean, it's just the fucking truth. And alongside scaling my business, I've also very much been focused on scaling my human to actually be a match and to actually be able to hold the size business at all these different levels that I've desired to have and going forward and really different experiences have come up at the different levels, including one very recent, which kind of like, woo, caught me by surprise, but like, it's all good. So I'm just going to be sharing everything about that. Like literally the masterclass is worth fucking millions because I'm going to be capturing for you, like what happens inside my business and myself, like to even to grow to multiple millions, you know? So this is a tit. And then also if you are new to business and you want to grow your business together, meaning either new income wise or in your actual time in your business and you'd like to get to sustainable five-figure months, the cohort is my high-level group immersion where it's like all the things from strategic to energetic to healing, et cetera, content library, hot seat coaching calls, like so much support to help you arrive at that level. So the cohort 
is rolling. So as soon as you make payment, you are able to get started with us. If you are on one of the payment plans, depending on which one you're on, there's either like two payments or three payments that would need to be made before you start the container so that all payments would be complete by the end of the container. Of course, um, you can pay in full and then you don't have to wait if you don't desire to. And if you, Fempire also has spaces in rolling. So Fempire is my highest level mastermind. And that's for those of you who are stepping into, desiring to step into continuous 30K to 100K cash months with the leading energy of ease. Vampire is going to be a six or 12 month journey. And that's basically where you get the most of me outside of private coaching. It's just such a beautiful space. The results have been incredible. Multiple women have, who have been on, who have been inside cohort, the, what am I trying to say? Been inside Vampire or still are, have been on the show. I have a few more episodes coming up. Like it's just the absolute best. So if you want to go long-term with me, definitely come play inside Vampire. And then 888 is my eight-week mastermind. For those of you desiring to step into 20K to 100K cash months, it's very much of a strategic, strategic and energetic Zoom, Zoom energy. We start in September. So make sure to claim your space. And then my next program coming up is Call Me Daddy. So that's all about having head bitch in charge energy inside your business, being a potent client, what it looks like so that you can actually leverage your spaces for the most growth, being a potent mentor over time and what that looks like because that definitely evolves and is going to make a big difference for your client retention and who comes into your world and how your spaces feel to you. Um, And I'm also going to be covering a lot about the differences between different styles of containers and like what they're actually appropriate for and how I position them um, versus others and actually like set them up for success. This is something that a lot of people don't focus on, don't invest in. And then what happens is like all they're thinking about is their strategy, launching the thing, making money. And then either certain types of containers aren't selling or they get in it and it's like feeling kind of leaky and they don't know what to do. And then everything starts becoming like very reactive and like fixing it after there's already a problem. And I'm really going to be taking you into like everything that I've done, anchored, learned, et cetera, to where we don't need to have that problem because I'm all about getting ahead of ourselves energetically. So Call Me Daddy is coming up in September. There's also two bundles that include Call Me Daddy, um, as well as my other new programs from this year, which are Overflow and Hot Shit on the Internet. They are in episode notes. And if you would like to get in touch with Jesse, her details are in the episode notes as well. And I will let you enjoy the episode. Hi, Jesse. Hello. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy. I am too. I feel like it's so fun to share. So as anyone who listens to my show show knows, I don't often have guests on other than, you know, my clients. And it's so funny because I was sitting the other day, a few weeks ago, and I just really felt this call. I was like, Ooh, like, I wonder if Jesse would want to do like a fun podcast swap. Cause I just like love what you're putting down on social media. And I feel like we have similar beliefs about things. And then I messaged you and you were like, Oh, my team just asked who I'd want to come on the show. And I said, Jocelyn, I was like, Oh, of course. (laughs) So good. And 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 I, I couldn't believe like the timing of that because it had only been like a couple of days prior. We were trying to plan out guest episodes and I, I dropped your name and I was like, I just feel like we could have really powerful conversations even around money and things like that. Yeah. Um, and then when you messaged me, I'm like, she's a witch. <laughs> <laughs> and I am a witch. <laughs> so good. But I'm really happy to have you here. And I was sharing before we started that like something that was so interesting to me is to like actually have someone on my show who's like a little bit more in my peer group, you know, versus like, obviously my clients are my, we're all in each other's peer group, but you know what I mean? From similar size businesses built, et cetera, et cetera. Because oftentimes people have someone who's like way, way, way ahead of them, like their mentor, et cetera, or a client, granted, obviously a client can be where we are as well. And it can often seem like there's sort of like this underlying competition, um, Mm -hmm. even if it doesn't get vocalized with women who are, you know, just generally around similar places in business. And I was like, so I really feel like just even in doing this alone, even though obviously we're going to have a great conversation, it really showcases how, like, to me, it's like when we do things like this, like everybody gets to win. I think a lot of people have this fear of like, oh my God, like, you know, they'll do it with mentorship. If I tell people who are my mentor is, or like I, you know, celebrate someone else on the internet where maybe we would have a very similar client type in the same place in their business, how like that's going to eat away at my business. And I've only ever seen the opposite to be true. It's like the more is more, right? And like everybody grows. It's the same thing when I bring my clients on the show, people hire them as well. Um, And so I just felt 
I, I just like really felt like there was something to that and something important about that. I think it's really cool to just be in a position to normalize actually competition, not having to be a thing. And, you know, I've even got podcast episodes on this as well of like, that's something that I feel that I transcended very, very early days was like comparison, competition and stuff like that. And I think what's so cool is I think there's a huge pocket of power that a lot of people don't tap into because they can't fucking transcend their competitive shit. And I know for me how much more expanded I was when I actually transcended that because I was able to actually get more benefit out of spaces like masterminds and things like that. Like when I actually was in a frequency where I genuinely wanted other women to to win and their wins expanded me versus their wins making me like shut down or something like that. So I think it's really cool to just like, for, for that to be normalized for people as well, where it's like, oh, wow, you can actually be expanded by someone who's at a similar level to you as well. Yeah. And what was, I'm curious, like, was this something that ever came up for you or was it something you were just kind of like stayed in your own lane from the beginning? Like what, like, did it even come into your awareness? Like, oh, I'm doing this. Or was it just like, you just clocked it early and it wasn't a thing. It's, it's never felt like a thing for me. And I've had to really like contemplate why. And I think like, I think there's a lot of things where the base foundation of my mindset has always been like a very, very abundant mindset. And I've always, I remember when I came into the space and the the coaching industry in particular was a lot bigger, more in the American market versus like Australia is like a baby market when it comes to the coaching industry. And I didn't know really any Australian coaches. So I was dabbling very much in like the US market. And I remember at that time, I didn't even know that it was possible to make $50,000 a month online. Like that was not even. So when I came in, I think for me, it wasn't normalized. So when I came into the space and people were doing big things, it was exciting because I, it was almost like, I didn't even know this was a thing and like what the actual fuck, this is incredible. So I think I was so excited by all of the opportunity that was being open to me versus I feel a lot of people come into the space now and they're already seeing a lot of people make money and that's very normalized. So when they come into the space, there's a sense of entitlement. So I feel I never had that. And then the second thing is I've always had people around me that are hungry. So, you know, I've looked at um, my, my brother has a very, very successful business. My fiance has a very, very successful business. My best friend has a very, so there's a lot of people around me winning. So that's been so normalized. So I I feel like it's been normalized to be around people that, that are hungry, driven, like, like successful. Um, and so that doesn't feel like a big thing if, if I feel behind or anything like that. Yeah. And I think that's really cool because I was really similar. And I remember one of my first mentors said that like, it was good that I had so much naivete early on. Because I didn't even know, like, I didn't come in thinking like, I'm going to be a coach. It's not because I saw all these other people being coaches and I was like, oh, that's the solution. I was just like, oh, I actually just genuinely desire to help people get where they desire to go. I've done all this work to help me get to this place. At that point, it was just emotionally, not obviously like what I've created financially by this point, but that was all, that was it. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And I would see like occasion, I was like, oh my God. There's people like I thought fucking a $300,000 a year. I was like, that's the jackpot. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like $30,000 a month. What the fuck are yeah. you talking about? I'm going to take everyone I know on vacation. Yeah. When I, when I did my first $30,000 a month, like I remember I cried and I remember being like, I fucking made it. Like I made it. And I remember feeling like actually like a little bit like hot shit. Like I'm like, who's making this? Like no one's doing this. Like I remember feeling like I was a unicorn. It's so funny. Isn't it so funny? I love it. And so I'm happy that I had that because I see a lot of people get distracted by not being able to stay in that kind of like trailblazing straight ahead, go where you want to go energy because they're spending so much time clocking what everybody else is doing around them. And while we want to be observant, because obviously success leaves clues, all the different things, it's like, can you just let let it, like for me, other people winning has always felt like, oh fuck, that's available. Keep mm. going, Jocelyn. It just gets to get better and better. And like, we all have days, we all have moments, but like, that's just life, you know? But I'm like, thank God there's somebody walking ahead because I don't like, I get no joy out of always being the biggest fish in the room. I don't know how you feel, but like, I don't want to be the biggest fish in the room all the time. It, it's, it's fucking boring to be honest. Like it's, it's yeah. actually, 
preparing to, to be the big fish. And it's like, you're never getting like, and whilst there's also benefit of like not having to be stimulated all the time, like there is benefit in like you being able to be expanded. And, you know, that's even why um my best friend and I, we created a retreat and our intention for it was where do the expanders go to be expanded? Yeah. And I think that, that's really, really cool. Cause there's so many situations where everyone views you as the expansive one. And it's like, okay, well, where do I go to be expanded? And, and so I think always getting yourself in rooms, like there's always going to be a bigger fish, like that's that's always going to happen. So getting yourself in rooms where that's available to you as well. It's so important because also for a lot of people, it's not happening in their personal life, right? So it's easy to go around your, I mean, obviously like your fiance has such a wildly successful business and is so hungry, but like a lot of people aren't married to entrepreneurs or whatever it is, right? Or, you know, like in Australia, there's like the tall poppy syndrome and all of these things, right? (laughs) I've had a lot of Australian clients, so I, I'm well-versed, but yeah, where yeah. it's like in the U S money talks, it's just very different. But even so those people might not be in your direct proximity. And it's like, it's just so cool that we even have this opportunity in this industry to have access to people doing the most insane shit and like, not just watch them do it, not just see what, hear what they said on a podcast interview or whatever, but to actually like watch them behind the scenes and like, so much for me in mentorship and in masterminds, et cetera, et cetera. It's not even having 5,000 questions answered. I just like to observe. Mm. I mean, I, I have I, questions, obviously, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. The observation part is, is truly where I believe there's so much value. And I look at, you know, I've been with my mentor for a year and a half now and it's funny. I've observed how I've utilized the space evolving. Like at the start, it was a lot of like problems and fixing and mindset and uncovering and deep diving. And, and now it's not a lot of problems that's more expansive, but also I've witnessed a year ago, year and a half ago, how she would set the container, like when Voxer opened and she would like set her boundaries versus like what her boundaries are now. And it's been cool. It's not for me to go, oh, cool. My mentor setting this boundary now. I better go put that boundary in too. But it's been able to be like, oh, her boundaries have shifted. Why? Like what's happening? How is that influencing her business? And, and learning from her based on when she evolves her boundaries, why she evolves her boundaries, how that influences her business. So it is very much in, in line with a lot of the conversations going out uh, around at the moment about role modeling as well. Yeah. And I agree. And just so everyone knows, Jesse and I have the same, same mentor, just Felicity. And it's so cool too. And obviously like Felicity crushes the game. And that's one of the things that I love too, that's available in mentorship, which is that you can see someone do something that you're not necessarily ready to do yet or don't want to do yet, or it's just not the time. But I love having so many of these things and the understanding behind the why in my back pocket. And some of it, I'm going to move on now. Some of it, I'm going to move on later. But for me, it gives me this sense of like almost energetically getting ahead of myself in a good way to where it's like, I can see where things are going rather than my business always being in reaction to what I'm up against in this present moment. And I feel like so much momentum is gained that way and people miss it, which is like they're only dealing with what's right in front of their face. And they're not actually looking forward, not just from a place of goals, not just from a place of how much money you want to make, but the actual evolution of your business and what you look like inside of that business. And I'm always talking about, you know, like everybody's like, I want to build a legacy. I'm like, do you understand what that means? Do you know how big that is? Mm-hmm. Right. So I think about, you know, like Tony Robbins, Gary V, Gabby Bernstein, Oprah, whoever, right? These people where it's like, well, in Oprah's case, her name just fucking speaks. But like, <laughs> but these people where it's like their work precedes them, they can be as in it or not in it as they want to be, whatever it is. And it's not one of these things. So it's like, oh, I can fuck around all day. I don't have to be in my business if I don't want to be, not from that kind of place, although you get to be in it as much as you want, but to even build a size business to the place where the world knows your name. Granted, it's going to be not the entire world necessarily, but you get my point, right? The world knows your name in quotations. And then also to where the business is such a big entity that like you're not required in it all the time. And it's like, you guys say that you want that, but are you even setting yourself up to build that? Are you actually asking your mentor who's 10 steps ahead of you or whatever it is about what she's doing and why, even if you're not going to do it today? Because I feel like a lot of people don't build their business with the future in mind. And of course, there's the person who doesn't, who just flat out is not going to put in the, isn't putting in the work to get where they want to go ultimately. But I feel like there's just a lot of like nearsightedness and something that I've always leveraged mentorship for is I'm like, show me what's 10 levels past where I am right now. 
I, I wholeheartedly agree. And what's so interesting about this is obviously so many people invest in mentors. Some want to be expanded. Like, like there's so many ways, but, but ultimately let's just use the word being expanded. Right. And what happens is their mentor moves and grows. And then people throw a fucking tantrum that they're being expanded too quickly based on <laughs> how, how their mentor's moving. And it's so funny because I remember when I, the first container I ever invested in, in Felicity it was seven and a half thousand dollars. Right. And yeah. And now you're like throwing down multiple six, like it ain't no thing. Yeah. So <laughs> I went from like, oh, next container's 11K. All right. Next one's 15. Okay. Next one's 20. Next one's 30. And, and nothing ever made me flinch because I was always like, okay, cool. This is your, like your new level. Thank you for showing me what's available. Like, like I'm paying you to fucking expand me. You are. But I remember this um, significant moment where my first ever, like I, I very rarely dip into fear, scarcity, anything like that. And I'd gone like nearly a whole year without it. And it was when she put her prices up to 50K. And and that's 50K that, for three months, right? It was, yeah. So it was, it was 50K for three months. And yeah. obviously that in the space of a year, I'd gone from paying like seven to 50. Yeah. And it just, it was like, oh, new level, new capacity. And when her pricing went up to that, I remember having this moment of like, fuck, like this could be her moving too quickly without me. Like this could actually be, I don't know if I can come anymore. And I remember having this moment and I was like, Jesse, what about shifting your mindset from, I don't know if I can come to how the fuck do I ensure I'm coming? And and this really beautiful moment of me realizing that I had hit a ceiling of, of what I thought was available to me and putting pressure on how quickly I needed to move and then choosing to, to dissolve that and like make it available to me that I was someone that it made sense that I was investing 50 K for three months in mentorship. And then even after that, now I've dropped like 60 K on three months. And, and, and after I, I moved through that, I just continued to move. I just continued to grow and I continued to evolve. But I think a lot of people hit this ceiling where they, they reach a moment where they're being called to really rise and come along with their mentor. And they either do one of two things. They wig out, they project, they go into scarcity, they go into lack and they end the relationship or they say what's required of me to be someone where it makes sense that I'm going. And I fucking love that. And I've definitely had that moment too, you know, where it's like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. You know what I mean? It's it's one thing to pay, I don't know, 60K to be in a mastermind for a year. It's a whole other thing to be paying. I don't even know what hurt because I'm signed on for two years. So I don't remember what it breaks down by three months, but you yeah. had the point for two years, yeah. right? And I'm like, oh, yeah. and I'm paying it all in advance. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but also I fucking love that for me, you know? Yeah. Like, let's just, and like for you, what's happened? Because I've never, there's, this is the first time I have flowed this amount of money at once. Um, But it's interesting because it's like, no, big. I was like, I was doing that. I moved into my new place. It was like, all of these things started to compound, but my months are getting bigger, like all of the things. And there's something, and like, I hate to put out this thing of like, oh, well, to receive big money, you have to flow big money. Cause you know that it's way more nuanced than that. But there is something to being someone who can just put down a large sum of cash and like move on with their day and go get a cup of coffee. Like don't, like don't even fucking come at me with like the scarcity stuff of like, there's so much power in that. Like, I love what you just said because it's like, so many people will be like, that's a fucking house deposit. And that's like all these things. And I'm like, do you know how much scarcity has had to be transcended, evolved and and out of my fucking body in order for me to move that kind of cash on something like that? Like, I think there's so much power in that. And even especially in like, whilst this can be so much bigger than coaches and mentors, I do believe that if you're going to be a coach and mentor yourself, making sure that you're always evolving beyond new levels of scarcity and coming into new levels of abundance because that's ultimately what you're holding your clients through. And that's not just financially also, but it's, it's, it's a beautiful capacity thing where what you said, like being someone where you can do that, like that's so much bigger than needing a mentor who happens to be 60 K. Like it's, it's not, it's not about that. It's not about that. Yeah. And it's, and I love that you said, like just giving credit to the work that's been required to, and I don't mean to have the money in the bank. I mean, to be the human, to do it. Yeah. Right. To no matter whether the money was in the bank, you put on a credit card, you got a loan, whatever the fuck you want to do. That's up to you. It's not about that. It's about being the human who can resource themselves that way. Because there's a time where like 5,000, I remember in the beginning of my business where literally I didn't have $5,000. Same. (laughs) 
Yeah, I remember this. This is funny. My my first ever coach that I got in the space, I got on a consult call because it was the the OG sales call thing. Yeah, and basically got on the call and it was like, okay, it's five thousand dollars painful, or it's six thousand dollars if you pay as a payment plan. So three monthly payments of two thousand dollars. And at that time, I didn't have five thousand dollars to my name. But you can imagine even my scarcity of like. What, but if I got a payment plan, it's an extra thousand dollars. So yeah. this part of me wanting the cheaper option, which was the painful, but I literally didn't have the money. So I had to stretch myself to be, to be like, okay, I've just got to accept. I've got to pay the additional thousand. And, um, whilst I don't recommend people ever investing in a mentor, if you don't know whether you're going to be able to pay them or not, but it's kind of what I did. And, and it's funny because. For a lot of people, I wouldn't recommend they do that. But with me knowing myself, I know that I'm someone that my mentor is getting paid. Like I will do whatever, whatever, is required, it whatever is required of me. So when I I sweated transferring that $2,000 because that's every dollar that I had. And I remember thinking, well, this has to work and I have to make this work because I need to be able to pay them their next invoice. And, and it was really like, okay, like let's get the fucking work and like let's build. And then I remember uh, with that first mentor getting to like $16,000 a month or something like that. And I was just like so blown away, so happy, felt like I'd got my ROI. And, and it was, yeah, it was just an incredible experience. But it's so funny being in a position where I couldn't afford $5,000 painful because I didn't have it to now just like an overflow of cash being available to me. And you know, what's so funny? My story is the same. So my first container that I got into was $12,000 and girl, we thought I was going to the hospital. Like I, (laughs) like what I had to walk through. So again, I literally probably had that in the bank. And then, and I had just quit my job. So there was no money coming in. There was no money coming in from anywhere else. Like I was fully responsible for myself. And I just knew this was the place that I needed to be. And I was like, okay, so the payment plan was 2K a month. And I was like, well, we, what else are you going to do? You know what I mean? And I was like, we're doing it. And it's so interesting because I feel like the reason that we always are having to preface, oh, I wouldn't recommend this to other people because I have to say that too is because most people will not hold themselves on the other side of the investment. They'll make like, so I didn't have, I had once the investment was made, we were done. Do you know what I mean? There was no, should I have done it going back and forth, drama, drama. I was like, I'm all in guns blazing, had my first 30 K month, literally like less than two months later, I was like, we're doing this, you know, took like dove in, took everything I learned, applied it immediately, did it when I was stressed out, did it when I was tired, did it. Do you know what I mean? Like the ease we have now is so different. We get, you know, expanded in different ways. But at that time, there is kind of an adrenaline rush when, when your money, when you're like, I literally will not have money if I don't work this out. It's different. Do I want to go back to that ever? No. And would I tell most people to do that? No. But isn't it interesting how we both did that and look where we are? A hundred percent. And I think what's so cool in you sharing that story is how much responsibility you took for your outcomes. And it's it's funny because I was reflecting on this the other day and I was like, I actually, from my first mentor to my current mentor, I've worked with seven different mentors in close proximity. So that's either one-to-one or a mastermind capacity. Yeah. And I have grown and evolved with every single one. Now, there's certain mentors I wouldn't re-sign with. They, they yeah. weren't the right fit for me, et cetera, whatever it is. But seven mentors and I've had a financial or, emotion, and or emotional up level with every single one. And then you see people that are like, oh, I've worked with three mentors. None of them paid off. I didn't like make my money back. It's And it's like, well, is it the three, five, 10 mentors or is there a common denominator you and how you're actually utilizing mentorship? So I think there's also something for, to say for, I think a lot of people here, like, when you invest, like the money returns back to you. And when you invest, it stretches you. And it's like, no, that's 10% of the equation. The 90% is what you do on the other side of choosing to make that investment as well. 100%. So I think I've had five in close proximity, I think with Felicity being my fifth and I've grown everywhere, even in places Mm -hmm. where I outgrew the space before it was over, even in places where all of a sudden I was quote unquote, making as much money as the person before it was over. I'm like, I grew every single time. And I love that you said that because it's like, there's something to being someone who can learn and grow in any environment. It's not the fucking mentor's problem. It's not the problem wasn't your investment. It's not that your mentor didn't cover X or say X. The problem is you are not choosing to be someone who can grow in any environment. 
So for example, like people be like, I've never learned business strategy. I'm like, you were in the mastermind for a year. Even if the focus was not business strategy, did you not spend any time looking at what all those people were doing, how their businesses were functioning, including the mentor? Like there's the type of person who can learn in every room. And there's the type of person who needs to be told exactly what to do all the time. And like, guess who's growing the fastest? Mm. Well, it's the responsibility piece, the responsibility on the mentor versus the responsibility being on you as well. And obviously ask your mentor the questions you want to ask them, but it's just a big, it's like something that I really woke up to this year is that people don't spend time strengthening how they learn, not just flowing the money and getting in the room, but what do you do once you're in the room? Mm, yeah. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. And I, I didn't know that was a skill set until like, cause I was always like that, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. well, success leaves clues. Like we said, so there's the things to ask questions about. And why don't you just watch how this bitch moves and stalk her Instagram and figure it out, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that's the power of like asking the right questions, utilizing yeah. leadership in a powerful way. Like even I know the questions I would have asked a mentor um, 18 months ago are so different to, to now too. And I remember one mentor, there was one mentor that I worked with and I could feel myself projecting and, and creating space from her that it's like, she wasn't right for me or like she was overpriced. And, and I remember, and I was like, Oh, why is this coming up around this particular mentor? And I had a conversation with my fiance about it. And I was like, I just feel like and it was interesting because I was working with this mentor at the same time as my current mentor. So there was a little bit of like, okay, this is what I'm, ex- this is yeah. what I'm experiencing here. This is what I'm experiencing there. And um, I remember saying to my partner, I just feel like, you know, when like I work with Felicity, I get like these responses and we go here. And he was like, okay, tell me some of the things you've asked your mentor and tell me the responses. And I was like, okay, so I asked this and like, this was the response. And he's like, okay, give me another one. It's like, I asked this and he, he's like, and, and this was the response. And he said to me, he was like, she answered your question fucking perfectly. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, honestly, he's like, babe, I don't think you're very coachable. And I was like, oh my God. And it hurt me. And it was a stab to the chest, but you know what? There's fucking truth to it. And, and it's interesting. Cause like the, the, there's two sides to that. And that, as I said, I've always grown with my mentors. I've always, um, I'd, I'd very rarely projected on mentors, always taken responsibility, always had growth, but, but there was still learning for me to do. And it was me realizing the level that I was at in business. It was like, for me to get to this next level, there needs to be an evolution in how I utilize mentorship and the kind of client that I am. I was starting to invest in very, very high ticket mentors. And this mentor, I think was like 40 K for three months. And I, and it was mentorship, not coaching. And yeah. I had a lot of coaches and it was me realizing, oh, wow, I actually need to take responsibility for how I'm actually utilizing this space. She's doing what she fucking told me. She's coaching in and mentoring in her fucking style. I just actually am not adapting to how I utilize the space. And, and that was a really, really cool moment for me. And then I was able to withdraw all my projections in that and take more responsibility for what I got out of the space as well. Well, and it's really interesting because it is that evolution from like, okay, well, should I be doing a free or paid masterclass da, 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 to like, what's top of mind for you in your business right now? What are you focused on? What are you dissolving? Da, 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 da. Right. Where so much less of it is actually less of it is about your business and more of it is about you just learning for, for what's coming next and being yeah. able to take what you hear. And of, of course we have questions based on where we're at. And we're going to also miss big opportunities, sometimes turning things over for two weeks in our head rather than just asking the question. But I do feel like there's been an evolution. And for me, sometimes too, what comes up more now is more like just wanting to expand my awareness around sometimes like why people just don't do what they do. You know what I mean? The way the world ticks, the way people tick, it's just like, oh, I'm really observing this, whether it's on the internet or with clients or whatever it is. And it's just like, oh, what is your like, philosophy around that. Like, I'm very curious as to questions like that. And I think for a lot of people, why they struggle so much utilizing mentorship in a powerful way like that is because they haven't strengthened their ability to access discernment. And I think coaching, when you're being coached, it's a very two-way refining, (laughs) let's work it out. Okay. Step, 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 do this. Whereas with mentorship, it's, I'm going to ask you a question. What are you working on in your business right now? And it's you being able to get a response from your mentor and then going, oh, that's really cool. I shouldn't be doing that. That would be a distraction for me. Or that's amazing. That's too far ahead for me. I'm not there yet. Oh, that's really cool. Perfect. I could actually take 
tiny bits of that and apply it to my business. So it actually requires a deeper level of self-leadership and self-responsibility in you being able to take those responses and actually make them fit within your business model and what makes sense for you as well. 100%. And I also feel like there's something to asking about, well, what were you focused on? What were you thinking about when you're where I am? So not even necessarily my problem of the day, although obviously there's going to be times where we legit have a problem of the day, but I think there's something to that because that person has already transcended where you are, right? So it's not just about getting to that next level. It's about getting levels past that. So what were they doing in the current point in time where you are that allowed them to transcend past that space so quickly? And a lot of times when you hear the answer, sometimes it's not what you're focused on. A hundred percent. You know, and you're like, oh, whoa, okay, let me like rearrange a little bit. Yeah. And and sometimes that can just be like a huge blind spot as well for you to realize, you know, you've been overly distracted or, and and that was even for me where I got, and and I don't want to say caught up. It was actually my season. I was in a big, big, big season of innovation earlier on this year. And then I came back into, wow, I actually feel like I, I'm not supposed to be in my season of innovation. I'm actually coming back into really refining the basics. And it's not because my season of innovation was wrong. That was perfect for that time, but it was catching myself where it was like, I actually should be moving into the next season. Bless Bless you. (laughs) But I love that you said that because I feel like my whole year as well has been refine the basics, refine the basics, refine the basics. Like very much focused on, you know, like I have a lot of mastery over masterminds and different things like that. And it's like, okay, let's focus on like the middle part of the business, right? That's the part that's most scalable while also keeping your masterminds, whatever you want. But you know what I mean? It's just been like, where are we going, right? We say we want the legacy. Okay. Well, what is actually going to take us there? And also like for me, something that I noticed is I have so much knowledge that was not being properly utilized in programs, right? So like, Maybe my private clients would hear it or mastermind clients would hear it or whatever it is. But I actually needed to bring more into the program space than I had previously because I hadn't clocked how much knowledge I had acquired even over the past year that wasn't being properly channeled. And so I needed to like, but you know, most people's biggest problem isn't how do I like move more of my brain through the 1K to 4K price range? You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? And I was like, oh, that, but that sounds actually very basic. In a way, I've already built a multiple seven-figure business. It sounds basic, but that's actually what's been really important for this year. Mm. And I feel like it's been a bit similar for me where I was focusing on scaling, you know, that mid-range as well. And I, in the last, um, between last calendar year to last financial year, I've made similar revenue. So there hasn't been as much growth in my financials, um, still maintaining seven figures, but it hasn't been like a huge leap. But in, in having a conversation with my mentor, we spoke about how in that time, in that 12 months, I've scaled down from like 12 to 15 one-to-one clients to three to four at a time. And, and there's been fucking huge. Yeah. And even my mastermind's more intimate. Like there's so many things and it's like, oh, wow, I actually have technically scaled, but what that's looked like has scaling down one-to-ones, really building up my group offers and my product suite. My business is so much less hands-on than it was 12 months ago. So I'm like, technically, if you I look scaled. at if you were to look at, if you were to break down like how much you make per hour, right? Like, like let's play into that of like, what are you worth per hour? Technically my value per hour has gone up because I'm making the same and I'm working a lot fucking less. So it's also yeah. just looking at sometimes even, you know, financially scaling isn't necessarily more dollars in the bank. Sometimes it's like, can you maintain those dollars more efficiently as well? And I love that. I never had a lot of, I would I've never grown a lot from private clients. That was kind of always my preference, although I I know a lot of people have, and that's like very normal. Um, So I think it's so cool to hear like how we're focusing on the same thing, but for different reasons. You know what I mean? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And and like, this is, I love that you shared that too, because I feel like people think that all growth is financial, but like you have financially grown from that like time, you know, dollar per hour, if you want to look at it like that. And then imagine because of the way you've been focused this year, so you're able to maintain your numbers with fewer private clients um, where you could have looked at a year ago, 12 private clients. I don't know what your private clients are paying, but if everybody's paying you a hundred grand a year plus, Mm -hmm. that's a lot of money. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to be able to maintain our numbers and not have as many is actually fucking huge. And then imagine what's going to happen next year. 
Yeah. And that's what I always look at. I always look at the calibration of, um, I look at two things. I look at dollars in the bank and amount of energy required. And sometimes I go through things where it's like, okay, dollars in the bank scales or revenue scales. Let's look at it revenue scales. And then it's like, okay, how do I now maintain this revenue doing less? And yeah. so the calibration is I'm going to do less. I'm going to hold this. And then the calibration is, okay, now what does it look like to do this less amount, but now build more revenue? So then more revenue comes in and then it's like, okay, now my revenue scaled yet again. What does it look like to hold this new level of revenue doing less again? And then it's coming into the doing less. And then it's it, I continue to play in that realm. So it's always a recalibration of either calibrating, holding more, more revenue or being able to hold the revenue doing less. This is so funny. So in my world, I call it quantum leap, find needs at the level and leap again, or quantum leap, sustain the level and leap again. And that's what I mean. It's like, we hit the number and it's like, okay, cool. I'm here. And most people will just be like, okay, more, 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 more. Guess where that burnout had to leave the business for six months, crying behind the scenes and mentor, you know, exactly where that goes. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, no, this is not sustainable. And it's all about sustainable success. So very similar to you. And I love that you shared this. I've never heard anyone else with this philosophy as well. Um, and that you just like describe it in different words than I do, which is so cool. I love the way you did. And it's like, okay, like hit the level. And like, to me, what's ease at the level ease at the level isn't 60,000 fucking calls a week. Right. It's like ease at the level is like, Oh, I don't even have to think about it. The money's just there. Okay. Like energetically, the space on my calendar is such a fucking vibe. I can still live my life. Like this actually feels like I don't even need to think about it to sustain it. Mm. Or like, do you know what I mean? Do things I don't want to do or whatever. It just almost gets so chilled that I'm like, okay, before we go into complacent, let's go to the next level. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That, that's how mine gets true. And then it's like a conversation with my team and it's like, okay, I actually need to fucking do something. (laughs) And then it's coming back into, and then we'll usually add something on and I'll have the capacity for that. And then, so it's like, you know, even earlier this year, we were like, oh, I totally have the capacity to start podcasting weekly. You know, prior to that, I wasn't committing to weekly episodes. So it was like, cool, let's start doing that weekly then. But then as we do that, it then refines the process of making podcasting more efficient. And then, you know, it's just been able to always balance the layers of that. Yeah. So what are, cause I feel like this is one of the pieces that is so challenging for people that I've been anchored in. It sounds like you've been anchored in this year as well, where it's like, we're not going, how can I make more money? We're like, we know where we're going, but it's always about how it's like impacting more people, more sustainable, more scalable. And it's really like, how do I run a smarter business? Mm, Yeah. Like genuinely run a smarter business, right? Because it's one thing to just get paid for your time and do this, that, and the other. It's another thing to build to a place of legacy. Like we talk about where it's like one day, this business can be so big that like the work precedes you. And it's almost taken on a life of its own, similar to how we want like our core offer suite to kind of have like that real branding on their own where people just know what they are. And it's like, we want that for the business too. But a lot of people have a very hard time putting in that work that doesn't automatically necessarily equate to a dollar sign such as, okay, yes, I'm in a podcast four times, um, four times a month. I'm posting every day. I'm selling every day. We've got emails going out multiple times a week. And if this isn't working sustainably, I know there's a gap. So I need to do something with my team, with my process in order for this to be happening because Gabby Bernstein's biggest problem is not getting fucking content out the door, Mm. you know, Mm. but it's like, people have a very hard time tying those, the business, the regularity of the business activities to understanding how that stacks over the long run. Whereas like a lot of that's actually been my focus, not how do I make more money? It's like, how do we get into a a bigger business energy? Even though by some people's standards, sure, I built a multiple seven figure business, whatever, but you know what's fucking available on the planet, right? Yeah. That's like a drop in the bucket, even though yes, I'm proud. Um, but a bigger business energy isn't even like those things are just happening like clockwork, whether I'm sick on vacation having the time of my life, whatever. So how do we get the business to that place? And I feel like people don't often make that transition. It sounds like you've made it as well in different language and different ways that you're explaining it. And then they're like, but we just know that the the success is the bigger business is on the other side of that. But like, what does that look like for you? Because I feel like that's a duality that I walk as well that I think is hard for people to understand. 
Mm, I think for me and like the language that I would put to it is I feel like some people are focused on outcomes and some people are focused on entrepreneurship and like you can use whatever language you want for entrepreneurship but basically I feel like there's two types of people there's people focused on wanting to make money because what they feel like money will do for them so it's like I need this outcome I need my business here so I can buy this do this look like I'm making this feel successful so it's like they want the outcome for how the outcome is going to make them feel versus other people and this is very much how I operate I'm operating from a lens of I'm doing business and I'm always focused on how I can build a better business because I fucking love business and the outcome of being really fucking good at business is obviously your business makes more money. So I think and people hate that. Like people like shut the fuck up. Don't tell me you don't care about the money. I'm like, I'm like, of course I care about the money. I fucking love money. But but the, the thing is, I'm not ever focused on how you said, how do I make more money? It's always, how do I have a better business? What does my business, looking at my business now, what's my biggest bottleneck? And it's like, okay, is it the front end? Is it my sales? Is it my marketing? Is it, um, you know, my, like how many people are in my world? Whatever that is, is it the middle? Is it, so that would be things like client experience, you know, not being able to have strong client retention because my programs are weak or things like that. Or is it the back end? Is it, I don't actually have the systems and the support that, that support me scaling. Like, so I'm always looking from a front, middle and back end lens of my business and yeah. always and then usually there's always like, you know, it's like so cliche, but your business is only as strong as your weakest link. So I'm always looking at, okay, what's the weakest link? And I refine that. And that always allows the space for more money, more revenue, more client retention, more, more sales, like more whatever, which is ultimately going to lead to more money as well versus how do I make more money? So I feel fucking good about myself. And then imagine you're going to be in that cycle for the rest of your life. You'll never actually feel grounded and good inside your business. And that's like how, you know, for me too, it's like, why would I have a business if I'm not optimizing the business? Do you know what I mean? Like it almost makes, doesn't even make sense to me to think of being in a world where I would build something and I'm not continuously optimizing it. Sort of like how it doesn't make sense to me to be in a human body and not continually optimize my experience inside my physical body, like from a perspective of health, right? It's like, if I'm on the planet, I want everything in my life to get to a 10. Mm-hmm. Everything I touch, everything that I engage, right? So it's like our health, our relationships, our business, our money, all of it. So it's like, that's what creates like this thing that people think they're going to receive when they just want to make more money is, is what you actually receive when you're someone who's focused on enhancing every area of your life. Yeah. And and this is, this is what I believe. I believe there's two kinds of people. I believe there's people that expect things of others in order to benefit themselves. And then there's people that expect things of themselves in order to benefit others. And this is the difference between those that are outcome focused or those that are entrepreneur focused, because those that are outcome focused expect things from others. I, you should just buy, you should want my offer. You should pay for this in order to me to get the benefit, which is make more money so I can go and buy a fucking Prada bag, right? Versus the entrepreneurs are, I expect more of myself. I expect more intentionality, more creativity, more energy, more innovation in order for me to be able to show up in my business more powerfully, more uh, my brain switched on, benefit my clients, improve my programs, create better uh, quality products. So there's those two different lenses where people like either expecting from others so that they gain versus I feel like people like us, it's very much, we actually expect more from ourselves. And then as a result, we expect things from ourselves so that it benefits other people. And I think that's a huge difference as well. Well, and then also making it less personal. So to me, if people aren't buying, that's not a people problem. I'm like, what's going on in the business? You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, assuming like, whatever, you're actually taking care of yourself. You're showing up, you're doing the things, but it's like, okay, if this is selling so much more than this, why? You know what I mean? Not like, oh my God, people don't want to buy from me, this, that, and the other. Do you know Like, There's so much to this journey to me that's actually not personal. And it's literally just what you said. It's like, because I legitimately love having a business. Mm, Like it's fun to build. It's fun to refine and it's fun to see change over time. But if I always tell a story, if I always make it about me, I never get the opportunity to build my business because now 90% of my work is fucking mindset work. And you know how much that takes over your life. If that's the, if you never transcend needing to do my nine mindset work, 90% of the time, you're going to have a very hard time building the business. because You don't have time because all you're doing is 
wondering why you tell stories, why you do this, like da 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 da. And I feel like it's almost like, like, obviously I'm here for personal development. Look at both of our businesses. We both are. And like, not, you know, we're both business mentors and not all of our work is around business, right? This internal solidity is so fucking important, but I don't think that people understand that you are supposed to evolve needing to focus on that all the time. And instead it comes up in seasons, it comes up in moments, but it's like, people will spend all their time on that side of the equation. I'm like, how much time are you spending on your actual business? A hundred percent. And I feel like people can use it as a distraction and an excuse for why things aren't moving of like, oh, it's because I have this mindset block. Oh, it's because I haven't transcended this shadow yet. And it's like, no, actually you're just not fucking moving or you're not taking action or you're not refining your business and things like that. So I feel like people can really use it as distraction and, and take mindset work to extremes. And I think the difference is Early on, you're going to need to do more mindset work. Like 1,000%. There's going to be, and it's very like, it it feels like you're coming in with the intention of like, I'm working on my mindset. I'm doing this. (laughs) You know, like you come and you do the thing. However, you get to a certain level in life and business that it's not so forward focused where it's like, what do I focus on? I need to do personal development. It's you just keep moving and something will happen in your personal life, which will activate something, which is going to require you to look at your mindset. So kind of like the language you use where it's seasonal and it's seasonal based on something external could happen. Oh, this is a new threshold. Oh, I haven't had to hold this before. I haven't had to navigate this before. So you work on your mindset, but it's through living life and through experience, not through coming in to work on your mindset. 1,000, 10,000, 100,000%. And it's, and to me, there's actually a lot of magic and even hearing that for anyone who still feels like they're in the place of like, okay, I need to consciously choose to work on this. Or for those of us who feel like, because sometimes people will hit the spot where they're actually ready to move to a different level. And they're like, what am I supposed to be focused? I'm like, you don't always, just like what you said, it's not always going in with like a Like when I hired Felicity, there's no, I need to focus on this. It's like, this is the person I want to walk with. Yeah, I had that's a, all there is to it. There's nothing else going on. Yeah, I, I it's it's so cool because literally yesterday Felicity and I had a call and I said to her, I was like, I feel like I don't have a thing. Like there's no right thing now. That I'm yeah. working on, there's no thing that I'm working through. I'm kind of just doing life. And she's like, Yeah, because you've transcended their needing to be a thing. And I was like, Yeah, like that. Can we repeat that? Transcended like, their needing to be a thing. A thing. Yes. And I was like, I, I don't know. I feel like I see people where like their thing is like congruency. Their thing is like integrity. Their thing is working on their sexuality. Their thing is like insert your fucking thing, right? And I'm like, I don't have this big thing where I need a coach for that or I'm working on that or like I'm actually just living my life, building a business, traveling, like just being a fucking human. And yeah. like there's no thing. It's just living. Like that's my thing is just living my life right now. But I love that. And that's so funny because I had a conversation with her about just like living from this elevated place where, cause you know, like, you know what it took for us to get where we are. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, is required, yeah. right? So then you get to this place where, where, where you're forward focused. You're not complacent. You're refining, you know, where you're going. Right. But then it's like, there's this been this elevation to where Like, I don't know. Did you ever have those moments? I remember even traveling earlier. I was like, okay, I like needed to get a way to get out of my fucking $2,000 a month apartment. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, get me out of these four walls. I need to go do something to expand myself. Or like when I had a full-time job and I traveled a lot more, it was almost like, okay, because I don't like San Francisco. I don't want to be in the office. I loved traveling, but there was always this element of like escape or giving myself a higher frequency experience and I could get out of my day-to-day life. And then I realized in my current iteration of life, oh, it's actually just me going to do things that I used to do. Now I have more money. I can do the more elevated level, but it's like, oh, I'm just re-experiencing the world from my current point of evolution. It doesn't yeah. feel like this rush anymore of like, oh my God, I've got to go do that. I have to do this. Like, it's just like, oh, I just get to like more smoothly re-experience life from my current mindset, from my current financial position, from, it's very different. It's the first time I've clocked it. Mm, it's like, it's kind of like what, what we were just speaking to, where it's like, it goes from a thing to just living where even like the holiday thing you were saying, I remember when I'd book a holiday, it's like, I booked a holiday. And it's like this big, this big thing. Whereas now it's just like, of course I've booked a holiday. 
Like, yeah. of course, but, but it's not even like I've booked a holiday. It's like, I've just booked an experience. It's an experience. Like I, I, I book going to gold class and like, do you guys have gold class? Is that what it's called? What is like, that? The, like the bougie cinemas where you go and like, there's like a, they feed you in your seat. And like, do you have that? I wish. I mean, oh, I, I so we have I the would know a lot more. We have cinemas and there's like the normal cinemas and then there's gold class and gold class is where you get like a full recliner. They there's like a menu, they feed you, you can have champagne, like it's like the bougie cinema, right? Um we have like I've seen it in some theaters, but it's not like a normalized thing, such as economy versus first class, you know what I mean? But I've seen it, but it's not to this degree, but I love that. Okay. Yeah. So it, well, well, here it's like economy first class. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's the vibe. Like every, nearly every cinema will have the two options. Um, so like, you know, it's no different to me just like going to, to gold class, going to the bougie cinemas, right. It's no different to like going away on the weekend with my partner, but it's not like these big things that I'm doing. It's all just life. And it's all very, very like entwined and interweaved. And it's like, it's a flow state. It's a flow state of living where it's like, it's not home holiday it's life and life I'm just happen to be doing life at home or I happen to be doing life in America or Europe or like whatever the thing is so I think yeah it's just like becomes like this this elevated experience where you're living in a flow state instead of operating from this big like intense decision stop start on off energy all the time yeah and it's interesting because I was like you know, in this earlier part of the year, more focused on my home, like decorating the home, did it up, my dog's older now. Like, you know, there was just a lot more around kind of like my health was has been a really big priority. There was a lot more about like the focus on elevating kind of like, like the more rooted everyday part of my life. Does that make sense? And now it feels super solid. And I was like, oh, why aren't you traveling more? I was like, oh, just go do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it kind of like, I like, and also I really like New York during the summer, whereas I don't like it here during the winter where I'm like, mm-hmm. get me out of here. Um, just as I don't love winter. But beyond that, I was like, oh, this is so cool because I realized I was like, you don't have that burning desire that you used to, to be like, I've got to go here. And, and I'm grateful. Like I have, I've traveled a lot, but I was like, oh, it's not about that. It's exactly what you're saying that I didn't have the vocabulary for. It's like, oh, now I just get to like flow through life and these different experiences and let myself just have the experiences I want to have from where I am now. And it's not like a big goal or like a big quote unquote destination. Like for that, like my home was a very, this home was like a very big deal was obviously like the finances required. And that was like, once I had that and that's being decorated, I was like, huh. Because after this, I'm like, what would I be doing moving to a $10 million home? Like, that's not hot. Like, this isn't a priority, right? So, like, home feels really solid. And and I'm, like, an experienced person. So, home, to me, part of that is the experience. I'm like, oh, you just now go, you've done this. Cool. Now just go book all your other, go do all your other experiences. And, like, Brooklyn can say whatever she says, but that's fine. And, like, fine. But it's, like, I didn't, I was used to that, like, even because you know how it's like, we haven't been doing this that long. So it wasn't that long ago that going on a trip was a big deal. Mm -hmm. And even like from the business lens as well, like, I don't know about you, but I know me going on a trip two years ago in my business, what would have had to be required? Like, you know, as I said, even two years ago, I had like 20 clients at a time, private Holy clients. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, I think like two and a half years ago, at one point I had 23 private clients doing weekly one hour calls. So you it's been- Go on holiday. <laughs> it's been a fucking thing. So even then the version of me that would have gone on holiday, it would have been like, okay, like pushing all client calls earlier, later, pausing people. Like sometimes I would actually have to pause people's containers because it actually didn't make sense to be able to carry it over while I was traveling. Cause like I can't do 23 hours of calls while I'm traveling or I'm not fucking traveling. So there was so much that was like required of me versus now you know, having four private clients that are doing like fortnightly calls, I go away for a week and I'm like, I need to do two calls. Like, it's just like, you know, there's so much things within my business where even like I I could ask my team, Hey, can you sell for me? Like, and they'll do that. So there's just like so many more things where, you know, I, I have the freedom to, to move around now and adapt based on the scalability and sustainability of the business that I build as well. I think that is so cool. And I love that you actually clocked that instead of like playing victim to your own business structure. You were just like, okay, we're evolving this. And it's so cool too, because it's like my business doesn't change because I'm traveling because it wasn't that overwhelming in the first place. You know what I mean? Like 
nothing. Sure. There's some time where I'm on the plane or maybe I'm like, Hey, can you guys like, I'd rather teach it these times so I can just be fully present on my trip. But like, we're talking about two calls. You need new shit. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, this is what's so cool. Right. And this is what I realized where I was like, Oh, I built the freedom already. Now just go leverage it at a different level. It's here. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes yeah. did you ever have this memory to realize it was here now go do something with it. Yeah, that's very much been this year for me because even um, the the last few years, well, one, I couldn't when COVID was a fucking thing. But well, now even, there was that, yeah. <laughs> even even after that, it's like I wasn't really traveling a lot versus like this year, it's like my partner and I being like, why aren't we going away more? So, you know, we've yeah. already done the Maldives and Sri Lanka in Jan. We did Fiji in last month um and then we're doing america canada and europe at the end of the year for christmas like it's just like going away and we're doing so many like interstate trips in between then as well because we can we just can and like my business fits so seamlessly in that it's like i'm just doing a call from here instead of there so um yeah it's like it very much was a thing of like my business is so remote and so sustainable that it wouldn't take much for me to run it from anywhere else. And it wouldn't feel like me working on my business would be taking away from my trip because I'm no longer going on holidays. I'm creating experiences. So it's just Mm -hmm. like, I'm just doing the experience and I'm continuing to build my business while I'm having the experience as opposed to like going on vacation and needing to switch off. 100%. Felicity pointed that out to me too. She's like, you've built the everyday life that you wanted. So like, there's no like, Oh my God, I need to go on a trip. You know what I mean? I'm like, there's nothing to fucking escape from. I'm living in a fucking $4 million apartment. I'm running it, but you know what I mean? Like in the city I want to live in living the life that I want to live. And like, yes, calling in my man, et cetera. But it's like, in terms of my life, I'm like, this is what I wanted. It's like, yeah, just realizing that that you've made it and you get to just like live. And so now it's like, let's look outside the four walls. Because for a while, it's like, can we please get the four walls fucking working? <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And especially, and also, also everybody doesn't have the same desert. Like home to me, as I know, you probably heard we were like in a mastermind together, but like, it's huge for me where some people don't care, right? They can be in the same apartment the whole way through their business and like do whatever other things with their money. But for me, it's like really, it was, it's a big deal and yeah, it's it's so different to move. And I feel like it's actually the very same with investing. It's like, you're not moving with this heightened energy. You're not moving because you're excited. You're not booking the trip because you're, oh my God, you're so excited. And if you don't go to Fiji, like you won't even be living. You're just like, I just want to go to Fiji, mm. you know, or like do it. But it's the same thing with investing where it's like, you move past the like, oh my God, this is so exciting. This is such a big deal. Da, 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 to like, I just do this because this is who I am. Like, there's not a lot of thoughts. It's, it's the lifestyle piece. Yeah. It's cool. So cool, Jesse. Well, this was really fun. It was fun. I it just knew fun. we would have a good conversation. We had no plan coming into this, zero. No, we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I kept asking her, I was like, is there something you want to talk about? You're like, no, it's going to be good. And you're right. It was perfect. Um, so where can the people find you? What's coming up next in your world? This is going to be being shared very soon. Um, so best place to find me would be Instagram, which is just at Jesse Williams. Um, coming up next in my world is entrepreneur, which is a three week, um, course on really activating different archetypes to enhance your performance as an entrepreneur. Um, and then after that, we're running ready launch out, which is my signature sales program. Yum, yum. And you have a podcast as well. What's the name of your I do. Yes. The Jesse Williams podcast, which you will be on very, very soon as well. So people will be able to get double the juice. (laughs) (laughs) I love that it's a mini series. <laughs> Stay tuned for part two. <laughs> Stay tuned for part two. Thank you so much. This has been incredible. Thank you. Hey, gorgeous. Wasn't that so good? I just felt like this was like what it would be like to be masterminding with Jesse and I at the same time. Just like full truth, no filter, all the things you want to know. So if you'd like to get in touch with Jesse, her links are in the episode notes. A reminder that Scale the Masterclass, which is all about scaling your business, scaling your human to have freedom in life, freedom in business, and actually be building into the legacy on purpose with intention. So we're not like, oh, hopefully I get there one day. Like, or just like seeing what sticks and like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't need to be like winging it. We get to actually build there on purpose. So that masterclass is taking place July 27th and 28th. 
If you are hearing this after those dates or during, no problem. You will have instant access to the replays and lifetime access. If you are stepping into five-figure months, the cohort currently has spaces enrolling. If the, and the cohort is also going to be a four-month journey. If you are step, desiring to step into continuous 30K to 100K cash months, my highest level mastermind, Vampire, has spaces enrolling. And if you are around that level as well, but wanting, meaning like stepping into that, you kind of already have the foundation in your business and you want to Zoom Zoom with me in an eight-week mastermind, 888 is currently enrolling and we start in September. There is also a extended payment plan for the Fempire if you're desiring to join at a later start date. So if you need the extended payment plan, um, just message me and then I'll have the application for Fempire in episode notes, or if we kind of know each other, you know, cause you've been in a program or like somewhere else kind of close proximity in my world, just DM me and we can chat about it being the right fit for you at this time. And then call me daddy for that head vision charge energy in your business is going to be starting in September and it's available on pre-sale now. I can't wait. And then we also have the program bundles that include Call Me Daddy, as well as other new offers from this year and masterclasses and just all the yum yum. And I want to remind you that you are able to rate and review the podcast, um, DM your screenshot to me or email it to assistant at jocelynkellyreed.com. And you're able to receive $200 off any offer in my business of higher price point than the credit. And then I also, of course, want to always remind you that my self-led abundance program, The Cash Queen, which was formerly called Many Queen, um, is always available. It's such a vibe. The results are astounding, incredible. There's literally over 200 women inside that program. And it's a great place to start in my world if you're just exclusively wanting to work on healing your relationship to money and learning to command it in on purpose. So the link for that as well is also in episode notes. And I hope you enjoy this episode today and I will be back soon. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the episode, I would love it if you'd leave a five-star rating and written review for the show. And if you can please share this podcast so that I can help more women, that would mean the world to me. Make sure you tag me on Instagram so I can say thank you and let's rise and change the world for all women together. If you want to work with me, head to my site, jocelynkellyreed.com or send me a DM and I'll be in touch. I'll see you on the next episode.